May our thoughts, words, and actions be holy and acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. On this holy and sacred evening, we find ourselves gathered here around this table, about to share a meal together. We've read our scriptures, and in a few moments, we'll kneel at each other's feet, cradle them in our hands, and wash them. Sort of a strange gesture. It's not something that we do often. The strangeness of, uh, of it might make us feel uncomfortable, both as the person washing and the person getting their feet washed. But I think there's value in this. I think the uncomfortableness is part of the point of this evening. Being in relation, in, through, and with Christ is not always a comfortable experience. It's not all holding hands, skipping through the woods, and singing kumbaya. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's sacrificial. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. But through this, and because of this, there is beauty in being the body of Christ. This awkwardness and this discomfort isn't just ours this evening. It's also really present in the gospel lesson that we just heard. I mean, at the very beginning, we hear that one of Jesus' friends is going to betray him, and he knows who that person is when they're sitting around the table having dinner. In the middle of our gospel lesson, we actually skip over a part of the gospel of John, and in that part, is where Jesus identifies Judas as the one who's going to be praying by taking bread and dipping it in wine and handing it to Judas. Now, I have to say, if there's anything that will make a dinner party awkward, I imagine it would be that one of your friends is going to hand you over to be killed, and you call that person out at the middle of the table. This discomfort is also present in Jesus' washing of the feet. It's not just us who are uncomfortable with it, but the people in our story. Because while in the ancient world the washing of feet as a gesture of hospitality was commonplace, something that would have happened whenever you enter a home, Jesus' actions deviate so significantly from the norm that there is something terribly uncomfortable about it. 2,000 years ago in Greco-Roman culture, it was when the guests would come into your house, they would have their feet washed. You were probably wearing sandals. They would get dusty and dirty. And normally it was the lowest of the servants who would perform this task. The biblical scholar Joanne Brandt writes that in the hierarchy of honor and shame inscribed on the human body, the feet are the bottom, and therefore foot washing is the task of a servant, usually a female servant. So it's not just shame of our feet belongs to us, but also belonged to the world 2,000 years ago. And so Jesus takes this familiar 
practice and he twists it inside out. The fact that this is a familiar practice makes the change more profound because people knew what was going to happen. The deviations from it were more clearly present, more recognizable, and more shocking. First change is instead of at the beginning of the gathering, Jesus washes the disciples' feet after the meal. It happens in the wrong chronological part of the evening. Then notice he doesn't say anything. There's no explanation. He just sort of gets up from the table, ties, ties a towel around himself, pours water into a basin, washes the disciples' feet, and wipes them with the towel. The fact that he's doing this instead of the lowliest of servants in the middle of their time together without saying a single word must have been incredibly awkward. It must have been uncomfortable. And it was, because we know from Peter, because when he gets to Peter, Peter just blurts out, you'll never wash my feet. You've got to love Peter. So often he just says whatever is on the top of his head. You never have to wonder what he's thinking because Peter says it. I'm sure we all know people like that. I mean, I can imagine the other disciples thought that Jesus' behavior was bizarre, but they weren't going to interrupt him. But Peter says no. To which Jesus responds, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Of course, Peter doesn't want to miss out, so he wants to go all in. And he says, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Totally missing the point. Blurting out the first thing that comes to his mind. And Jesus corrects him, saying, but calm down, Peter, the feet are enough. It's an odd interaction in the middle of an awkward moment. After this foot washing, Jesus gives us two things. He gives us an explanation and a contextualization. The explanation is the culmination of so many of Jesus' teachings that this washing of the feet is an example for us of how we should live and be with each other. We should serve each other. We should get on our knees and wash each other's feet, literally and more importantly, metaphorically. Because if God, wrapped in human flesh, performs such an action, how much more should we who are subjects of mortality live like this with each other? Imagine if that is how we lived with each other, with our primary goal to serve each other and to care for each other. What a different world we would live in. What a different society would we inhabit. And after this explanation, then Jesus offers a context for all of this by offering a new commandment. A commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. All of this, everything we just talked about, is in the context of love. 
awkwardness, the blurting out what we're thinking, the stooping to wash feet, the serving of each other. It's all about love. And we love to talk about love in the Episcopal Church. Our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, frequently says, if it's not about love, it's not about God. If it's not about love, it's not about But what do we think love is? Sugar and spice and everything else? I guess that might be part of love. But love is so much more than that. Love is awkward sometimes. It's messy sometimes. It's uncomfortable sometimes. It's not just good and happy feelings. It's being there for one another. It's supporting one another even when it's difficult to do so. It's kneeling at each other's feet and washing them. It's holding a hand or waiting for a diagnosis. It's offering a shoulder to cry on when the inevitable pain of life comes. It's putting the other's needs above our own. It's standing at the foot of the cross and all that means being present, witnessing, sharing each other's sorrow, not being afraid to risk our very selves. This is what love means. And this is what we express when we humble ourselves, when we kneel at feet, when we wash them, and allow ourselves to be washed. And this holy and sacred evening gathered here around this table we remember Jesus' last night with his friends. This last evening, knowing what was to come, he tells them in that moment just to love each other. He tells them in this moment to love. He tells us on this evening to love, not some perfected, sugar, candy-coated love, but love that's sometimes awkward and uncomfortable and difficult. Just as He loves us, so should we love each other.